At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey, 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 guys. Welcome to Knife Talk. This is a podcast for knife makers, knife enthusiasts, DIYers, whoever you are. We're here for you. My name's Jeff Fader. I'm here with the great Mareko Momasi, Momasi Fire Arts, and Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives. We are three guys doing a podcast, the number one knife-related podcast on this germ-infested planet, and we're also doing a live show. So if you go to YouTube Live on Friday afternoons, you can join the show, contribute, and uh, that's it. Fellas, it's been another week. How's everybody? Whole another week. Another week. Uh, Morocco, let's, let's start with you, maybe. Sure. Uh, the week's been good. Um, you know, it, it, it's, there's always the ups and downs, uh, but things have been good. I have uh, a couple handles, actually. I'm getting ready to glue one up right after the show and get another one fit up to get glued after that. Uh, probably tomorrow, uh, yeah, whenever I'm in the shop next. But anyways, uh, but making good progress on knives. Uh, I've been playing... Yeah, I think I talked about a while back about doing kind of a content series, like a, um, the possibility of doing like a paid content, like how I used to do my Pattern Welded Wednesdays, but instead of just doing the walkthrough, go way in, in depth, like do a full on follow along, watch me forge, and I'll like give little notes about and, and oh, wow. pipe up every once in a while about kind of some, some of the nuance and things you want to be looking for as you're forging. And so I'm kind of starting to storyboard those and get those figured out because I think I'm actually going to have to build like a kind of a little bit of a log before I actually launch it just so that there's a little bit of something to go into uh, for people if they want to do multiple or if they as well as just kind of like some small like side content just talking about basic stuff that doesn't that's not necessarily going to be paid it's, it'll be free um and then uh God, I'm trying to think what else. I made notes. Oh, this, so, let's see. This is coming out Monday. So, this weekend, 
on June, let's see, I got the notes right here. June 4th to 6th, Can Iron is happening. It's an online uh, event through Hopin, same way we did Damasteel. Um, they're going to be doing this online. It's blacksmithing event. It's, uh, it's hosted by Manitoba Blacksmithing Guild. I'm going to be there. I can't remember what day. I <laughs> They got the schedule on here anyways. But if you go to their uh, uh, to their website, uh, maybe uh, Rainy Day Forge can jump in with the website here in the in the th- on the chat, and I can read it real quick. Um, but uh, I'll be talking Damascus. We're, I'll be kind of going over some stuff. I think some of the kind of like the mathematics I use for my Damascus and kind of like my mathematical approach. Uh, I'm on Sunday apparently. Perfect. Uh, and. And then I think we're going to be doing some Q&A as well. I'm going to, it won't just be me uh, floating by myself. I'll actually have a, a couple other um, folks in there helping kind of carry the conversation and uh, kind of do some interview style stuff as well. Um, i trying to think what else I saw this last week. Oh, so question, actually, real question. any of you what? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Jump so in. are you going to be doing like Damasteel, everyone has a booth, and then people will be able to watch your booth? Or... Will it be more along the lines of there'll be a very it'll be very like how scheduled they did the maker camp? Pardon me. Yeah, I think uh, so. Rainy day might be able to jump in there again, um, but I think I think it's going to be kind of a scheduled thing. Um, but you might be able to jump around. I don't. I don't really. Unfortunately, I don't know. I'm I'm just showing up, <laughs> so we'll see. Um, anybody watching the the live stream right now? Um, Go over to MKC Knives, uh, that's Montana Knife Company, because uh, – who is it over there? Josh (laughs) Josh Josh Smith Smith. and those guys (laughs) are doing a – they're doing a giveaway of a little uh, Atlas Forge. Have you seen those little things? They're cool little, like, torpedo forges. They're teeny tiny. Like, you can set it on on top of your anvil. Uh, so he's saying rainy day just jumped in. He said generally two presenters at one time. Uh, so you can kind of bounce back and forth depending on who you want, who you're more interested in for can for the can iron event. And what's the, what's the email? What's the website for can iron? How do you have to get, do you have to sign in? How does it work? Yeah. So you can find it on Hopin. uh, can iron V E is the event and it's hosted by Manitoba blacksmith guild. So by the time this comes out on Monday, it'll be a past already. On Monday? No. No, no, no. It's it's following weekend. Oh, next weekend. So not this weekend. weekend. Okay. All right. Okay. Next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. June 4th to 6th. Uh, So Josh Smith and uh, Montana Knife Company is doing a giveaway. So anybody in here watching right now, this is the benefit of watching the live stream. Every anybody, you get the in the in the in the real time news. So go check out his giveaway. Uh, they're doing a giveaway for these little Atlas forges. They're super cool. Um, and then uh, there's something else. I can't. I feel like I've talked forever already. Um, so I'll, I'll let it pass on to somebody else. But if I think of what the other thing is, um, then that's it. Craig. You've yeah. had a very long time. You've had a very long drive. What's going on with you? You're not in your normal shop. Dude, you're you're muted. You're muted. You're muted. <laughs> you're fu- what an amateur. Jesus what Christ. a complete amateur. First you're like time. talking your hands <laughs> in the air and you're like <laughs> I, That's the point. I'm not in my usual shop. So every everything is different. My usual studio. So I'm uh, I'm back in Wales, uh, back in God's country. Um and we we came back last for God's Sunday. Country. We drove on Sunday. 
Um, and we did it so well. We did it in 12 hours door to door, and it's normally an 18 hour trip. Um, we <sighs> roads were empty. We, we picked the right time. So driving through Paris, which is normally a nightmare, was just straight through. It was great. We got to the Channel Tunnel and we literally just drove straight on and it went. There was no hanging around for hours. Um, it was perfect. So yeah, that was, that's our new schedule when we need to come over. But um, 12 hours door to door, really good. Um, and I haven't done any knife work all week, but I have been writing. Um, so we mentioned last yeah. week about the, um, the, the book that's going to be accompanying my knives and also will be available separately. Um, I have been writing a fair bit of that as well. Um, so yeah, so it's all good. So we are technically, technically in a in a ten day, um, sort of imposed lockdown here, um, isolation period. Um, technically, um, but I mean, we did a a COVID test. You know, the day we came over, and um, we were negative. Um, we've had to um, do a COVID test two days after arriving here as well. And obviously that came back negative. We need to do another one tomorrow. Um, it's, yeah. So I did break the law slightly today and slip out the back door and um, popped out for a, for a bit of lunch um, on my own, sat in the corner on my own, like a little sad Billy No Mates. Um, <laughs> and it was good. It was good. It was like the first time in 14 months that I've been out like to uh, like a pub. And it's it's amazing. So, so I'm I'm walking around, you know, Cardiff, Cardiff, which is where I'm originally from. It's really sad to see so many like shops, bars, and restaurants that I that have always been there. They've been part of sort of me growing right. up. I, I've always gone to them, um, either closed or not reopening. Oh. It's just it was yeah, it was it was it was quite sad. Um, yeah, but um, that's just the way things are going. I'm afraid. So yeah. So what's the? Were I'm, people wearing masks or? Everybody was wearing masks. To be fair, to be fair, yeah. Um, I mean, he, back here in Wales, they've they've got a much better schedule here for vaccines. So I think any age now can can now have the vaccinations. Um, it was announced today here in the UK that the government have approved a single dose vaccine as well for those who haven't yet had their vaccines. Not that there's many left, but I think that'll, you know, get the rest of the people up to speed as well. So, so you know, I've had my vaccines. Um, I was, you know, out here, I had checks every two days and I, I know I'm good. So it was a little bit naughty, but yeah, I slipped out and I enjoyed it so, so much. I went a little bit crazy. I, uh, what, yeah. what, when you Spent say crazy, what, what, what's crazy? I bought everything in sight because I haven't been out for so long. I bought a new guitar, which was, which was like... A, <laughs> Quite a, quite a big thing. So 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 I came back. I had an Uber back to the house, and I'm like preloaded with like six bags of stuff, a big guitar under my arm. It was just like Amy's like, "You're not going out again. That's it. That's yeah, it. That's oh, hilarious." Geez. So you like leave for five minutes, and you come back with like the kitchen sink. Exactly. Yeah, it was all a little <laughs> bit crazy. Um, Griffith's handmade said, "Lucky him. I'd have to go back home to Wales too for a haircut, um, as they're still closed in Ontario." Yeah, let's let's not mention the haircut. This is the problem of having video, that the haircut. It was uh, a bit close to the bone, shall we say. Um, but uh, Jeff, your week, how's it, how's it gone? It was, uh, I actually just uh, finished my week about 25 minutes ago. I, I had a haul ass. I'm back on, back on that bullshit. And uh, I started 30 more knives and I got eight fader forks done in the color lab in less than four days so i just finished those up just now 
so happy so happy and um we're just they look good those forks look really they look like tuning forks dude great. these are like the, this is gonna be like it's gonna be fader knives are gonna be fader forks it's gonna be the fork situation is gonna be like <laughs> it's great and they're they're fun to make they're relatively easy to make you don't have to sharpen anything and you know it's uh they're great and they're very like in tune with what a lot of cooks are using right now these days um so it's there's a there's the strap line for you the tuning fork fork they're in tune with a lot of chefs look at you look at one. you you're gonna have that one unbelievable yeah no it's great it's <laughs> the colors are fun um trying out some new things and uh it was just a haul ass week it was really a haul ass week and i'll tell you what the highlight was is i actually finished in the last week and a half i finished 24 watercolors that we're going to have on the watercolor everyone's different and they're going to be on the uh, website at some point uh, when i see tony next which is nice. great and nice. i got to have a real kind of interesting experience um the this is playoffs so i am not a huge sports fan except for the fact there's something about listening to live games that i'm sure you know too where there when there's people in the crowds you're starting to feel like it means something that people are getting back to normal. And I've been at night, we don't listen to the news anymore. I can't, we've stopped listening to news a long time ago. And, um, and then, uh, we start, I listen, I love listening to baseball games. So we've been every night we've been playing a different game and listening to the crowds and listening to the thing. And then this past week has started, um, the first round of playoffs and the Knicks are in the playoffs, which has been a long time since they've been in the playoffs. And the cool thing was, is Sunday night, I'm working on my watercolors, and I get a message. Tomer, who's in Barcelona, he is a diehard Knicks fan. Huge Knicks fan. So, actually, the time I was at the Madison Square Garden, he was messaging me saying, I'm watching the show right now. I'm watching the game right now. So, he was up while you were driving. While you were driving, was it Sunday? Friday? Sunday, Sunday night, night, Sunday yeah. night, yeah. So you were driving. He was watching. He stayed up until 3.30 a.m., and the Knicks lost in the last nine seconds of the game. It was a heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Oh, but the worst part was, was he was just like, I fucking stayed up for this. <laughs> he was, it's like 3, I got to go to work tomorrow morning. It's 3.30 a.m. The Knicks just lost in nine in the last nine seconds of the game. And it was just—I was just wrote a message saying, "Dude, I am so sorry you woke up. You stayed up for this." Like, You're telling me, but it was kind of neat because I'm kind of watching this. We're we're listening. I'm listening to the game, and he's watching, and we're kind of like going back and forth, you know, across mm -hmm. the, world, the world, watching yeah, the same game. It was yeah. really kind of a neat situation. So the Knicks yeah. came back, and it was an just listening to the crowd at the Madison Square Garden go wild when they came back. They were ten points behind, and they came back to win and. The, the city was erupting and being a New Yorker and being in, in town when, you know, the Rangers win, the Yankees win, or even the Mets win, it's just like, it feels like everything's coming back. And it really brought me back to, you know, after 9-11, the thing that brought everybody back was when the Yankees uh, played in October. It was like the first game back after 9-11 and it was a really an emotional moment for like, for New Yorkers. Cause it's just like, okay, we're fucking back. Hmm. And so this kind of really brought yeah. that back. So I'm listening to a lot of New York sports, which is just kind of keeping my spirits up. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. 
Hockey will do that for you, see? Uh, you know, when the Rangers, the Rangers a hockey team, when the Rangers won the World <laughs> Stanley Cup, the city went fucking bananas. And New York is not a hockey yeah. city. But it was really like, yeah. was, you know, look, New York sports are great. Yeah. But hey, I've got some news. Um, so we've got a new sponsor coming on board next week. Um, and we've worked with them quite closely for the last few months anyway. Um, it's Dharma Steel. Um, but they've got a competition on at the moment because they're releasing some new patterns, which was meant to be at Blade, um, but they can't travel, so they're not going to Blade. Um, so they've got a competition on their Instagram at Dharma Steel Lab. Um, this finishes on the 3rd of June. So if you're interested, head on over and you can win some of their new pattern, which they're about to launch on the on the 3rd. Um, but yeah, Blade is coming and... <laughs> Everybody seems to be doing a competition, and every fucker seems to be tagging me in those competitions. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's yeah. unbelievable. Me too. I'm getting that too. Oh, <laughs> every every hour there's a few, and it's like really, really. Maybe so, yeah, that's we should. Blade is maybe happening. that should be a new bit. We could we could we could shame the people, people who tag you. We could have a list. Each one of us have a list. We could. Bl- could block them live on his on on the video stream or yeah. you know it could be like a you know it could be a shaming you know you like to block people but it could also just be some sort of public shaming like if you i mean if you tag me sure. i'm just going to ridicule you and then you know you can send me a you know i can't, i gotta be careful when i say anything on this podcast because all i get now are apologies which is even worse like people's like i'm sorry that was me who said that i can't i can't do that so <laughs> We could have a black a blacklist section of the site of, of the podcast. Block Friday, where we have <laughs> Block Friday, where we yeah. do that every week. Yeah, the anybody block who's party. been tagging us in yeah, irrelevant stuff, they... to fucking tag it, tag me <laughs> yeah. Block Party, and then we'll encourage everybody else to, ta- to block them too. So it could be just like this, like unfollow. You know, be great. Shame could be fun. Could, could be fun. I did. Okay. I did remember the the other Sorry. thing I saw the other uh, the other day. Uh, talking about Blade Show. So, uh, Jim Cooper, Sharp by Coop, is a phenomenal f- photographer. And if you're ever looking to get stuff taken pictures of, he's one of the best. In fact, and he's got all he's got connections to to publishing, uh, pu- uh, magazines and stuff all around the world. A lot of the stuff that gets put in the Blade magazine are photos that he's taken and he submits to them. Um, but he is not going to be a blade show because he just got in a, like a bicycling accident where he, he hit a bad bumper. I don't know what fell off his bike and he fucking fractured his hip. Oh no! So he is not going to be there. So if you thought you're going to be a blade show and get pictures taken by Coop, you lost. You're not. He's <laughs> yeah. not. He's not going to be there. So j- just as a heads up, yeah. I with blade yeah. show coming up. I would say next Friday will be Blade Show. So if you're at Blade Show, you should for sure call us in as independent roving reporters and tell us how it is. In the field. In the field reporters. Field reporters. If you're you're listening to this podcast, Craig has muted himself again. Craig muted himself. Jesus. Sorry, Christ. sorry. I'm in. I'm in the house, and the kids are here, and we've just had a Chinese takeaway delivered as well. So everybody's quite excited and running around quite. Ex- and I'm trying to mute in between things. Well, I'm sorry. I, 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 sorry. I had the electrician the, a few weeks back, using a sawzall <laughs> during the yeah, cast. True. True. Yeah. Just I'll, keep, go with I'll it. keep it. I'll, I won't. It's mute okay. Again. No, go ahead. I, I like it's fine. Sound, I like. I like the sound of a roving reporter. Right. Blade. So if you're at like Blade that. Show, 
we will take your DMs. But what I would suggest right. is while we're while we're doing it, just send us a message. I'm at Blade. Then hit you know DM us. I'm at Blade, and then hit the yeah. video record, and then Craig will know to pick up. Like right. It. So like because next week, next Friday, we should be people should be peeling into it. Should be the beginning stages of if you're in Atlanta or you know you didn't even let you in yet. Tell us what's going on. Give us some and use and be descriptive. Say what's going on or grab somebody. You, you know, you see Jason Knight, go grab him. Say, I'm on Knife Talk. Let's say hello. Have some fun. Next Friday is going to be played. So, so call us in and tell us what's going on. That's good. That's good. Yeah, like it. Go. I think like it. At, the, at the time that we'll be recording and taking calls, it'll be about three. what, 3 30 in the afternoon then? Yeah. People yeah, start so filing that'll in be then? halfway through the show, basic. People are going to be like four or five beers in. Good, fine. No <laughs> Walking around with knives. Whatever. Flipping around ballast songs. You could be, you could be <laughs> waiting be in line. You could wait in line for your, waiting in line and tell us, complain about it. I'll take, I'll, I don't, you don't have to be in the con, you know, conference. You could be like checking into your hotel room and saying they, they short sheeted my beds and somebody left a floater in the toilet. You know, just <laughs> tell us all about it. We need, we need to get somebody, one of those mics for somebody, you know, with a cube on it saying, you know, roving reporter for knife talk and just mm. random interviews, that kind of thing. There That'd you be go. Cool. That'd be cool. So, so but I you need know, to know what's on the, I need Chinese food. What's on the, what's on the menu for Chinese food? What'd you guys get? I don't know. I've left that to Amy to it's decide because um, cause I've been out shopping. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you guys are going crazy. Um, <laughs> it's like, um, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, what was that Eddie Murphy movie uh, where he's the, the king? Uh, coming to America. Oh, the, coming uh, to this America. is like you coming with to Coming America. to America. You got, yeah. you got your, like, yeah. your entourage and you're buying <laughs> shit. And it's great. <laughs> I tell you who will be at Blade this year. Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to evenheat-kiln.com. That's right. Note to the... Oh, sorry. It's, it's combat abrasives with this. It's in the chopper. <laughs> Amateur hour here. Um, but also, remember, if you are getting an even heat, um, make sure you go through Salt Ceramics, who are a distributor of even heats, um, particularly if you're in the U.S., because you can get $75 off and free shipping. Uh, for mainland US. Um, and you can get that by going to knifetalk.net forward slash heat. Um, and that will apply the discounts automatically at checkout for you. And you can spec out the machine exactly how you want it. And they'll, they'll get it built and they'll ship it to you free of charge in the US. You can't beat that. So shall we do the main part of the show? Absolutely. What do you think, guys? Okay. Yeah. Um, I can't find the jingle for it. So here we go. <laughs> hey, I, man. I did. Can I ask you a question? Morocco, do you want to take the first? Yeah, this first question is Mr. Pump It Up, Tom Moss. He says, show question, short version. Going to be a few hours away from Blade Show for work. Is it beneficial for a new maker to make a solo trip? Any tips? What do you think, Jeff? Yes. You've it, flown solo at Blade Show. I, I've, gone, I've gone by myself, and I've gone with my business partner, Tony. Um... It was it was great. I like going by. I like going everywhere. But I like going everywhere by myself. So it's like I would definitely if you're close enough to go, you should definitely go. For the very least, is you're going to be able. The one thing, well, a couple things. One is it is great to meet people that you've known on Instagram. I mean, it's it is really fun to just 
all of a sudden you see people like Eddie Jitz or, you know, he'll be down there and he got, you know, you'll see stuff, people that you just have kind of talked with and it's kind of, that part is really great. But because you can actually see the, a lot of handle material, that to me is the best because buying stuff online is a drag and because you don't necessarily see it. I, I got a guy, I mean, I make, we make jokes about handle material. I got a handle material story joke. There's a guy I bought some stuff from. I asked him to match it. He sent me the okie doke. I mean, he sent me something. I was just like, he must have hit the you know saturation button when he sent me a picture of what it looks like the copy because it was. I was like, I I just ate it. I'm just like, I'm just not going to use this guy anymore. But when you go to color matching in Photoshop, I mean, it was like, how can you tell me this is the same? I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's like, I mean, you think, what do you think? I'm not Helen Keller, for Christ's sakes. I mean, I could tell the difference between what I wanted and what you gave me. But when you go to Blade Show, you can actually pick stuff out, like going through the wood and going through the handle material and seeing something that you thought, oh, you know what? I never used that C-Tech shit before. Let's go check it out now, and I can see it and hold it, and, you know, you can kind of gauge it a little bit. And it's, I, 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 was, I used to go down there for, as Jeremy Spake used to say, fruity wood. So I, uh, hmm. I I think it's definitely <laughs> worth it. I find the same thing when I go to Cutelia. That's the main reason for the handle materials because it's all laid out and yeah, you can feel it, you can see it. It's you're not. It's not on a wish and a prayer by ordering online, hoping it's right. as good as it looks. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Any tips I... then for people going to Blade for the first time? I mean, I've never been um, because it's obviously in the states, but. Um, um, Morocco, you're a seasoned blader. Um, any yeah. tips for those going the first time? Bring a refillable water bottle because drinking out of the water fountains there is horseshit. They're the worst. And the vending machines, it's like $5 for a bottle of water. So bring a hydro flask or bring your own bottle of water. You can bring it on in. Drink that. Um, I think uh, try to have some uh, et- etiquette, I think. That if somebody you're hoping to catch is in the middle of a conversation, especially with a customer, do not interrupt them. It's fucking rude. Um, but also just in general in the conversation, I think like hanging out and being like, hey, I'd like to meet you or like, hey, I love your work or maybe you're in front of their table and you want to see something. But they're again, they're in the middle of talking to a customer. Um, try to be polite. Be on your best behavior. Do not just reach out and touch stuff. Always ask first. I know Jeff has a problem with that. He's always touching things. Um, Hilarious. Can't keep his hand on <laughs> Hilarious. He can't. I'll touch shit. Uh, no, Jeff is the com- complete opposite. Um, I don't know. Those, those are the, the top things coming to mind it, right now. It can be very, it's amazing. And it can be very daunting because it's vast. What I do when yeah. I go there is I have a game plan in terms of what I'm going to go to. First day, first day, because you can see the whole thing in one day. But if you really want to, like, zone in, you really want to have a game. Don't aimlessly wander. That's, that's, for, that's a bullshit. What I do is I start off in the industry aisle, and then I work my way over to the knife makers. And then I work my way over to the other, to the other room. And then no I have a game on plan on who no I want to go see. No fun on the see. way. Stick to the plan. And then stick to the plan, because... If you just wander around aimlessly, it can be very, like, exhausting. Those conventions are totally exhausting, but I usually have a pretty yeah. you know, firm game plan. And then um, I bring cash with me. 
don't I mean you they the fucking credit card thing in that place is some bullshit because for some reason they've made it very difficult <laughs> yeah. for the what? Am I wrong? I was just no no no, you're right. You're one hundred percent right. Have, I think you're going where I think you're going. They have their Wi Fi sucks. So like if you're gonna buy like a pile of material and the guy doesn't have change, you wanna have some money so you can pay him because he's gonna be running around with that stupid card in his phone and he's not gonna be able to figure out yeah. how to charge it and then you're gonna be like, you know, fuck this wood. I don't want it. Waving it around. Oh yeah. dude, it's yeah. Dude, you, it's the Wi Fi is horrible. It's terrible. So it's amazing. Yeah, like bring yourself some cash, <clears throat> and um, save yourself some headache. And br- I would bring I would bring small bills too because some of these flea bags don't have any change at all. You're like, could you think you could break this five? I'm like, no, I can't. come on, man, you gotta you gotta have something. <laughs> yeah. Back back on table etiquette. So uh, just a couple other notes of things I've seen in the past are people uh, say you're trying to get. Uh, look at one table and then the table right next to it maybe is wide open like nobody's there do not set your stuff on that person's table it's not a waiting room there if you need someone set it on the floor or 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 say um or say one table is really crowded and the next table isn't crowded but uh there are people trying to look don't stand right in front of the table. Stand out in the aisle. The aisles are like 10 feet wide. Don't stand right in front of somebody's table whose stuff you're not trying to look at, who you're not trying to talk to or potentially buy from. Because you're just basically blocking off their table from other potential customers. And that's also very rude and inconsiderate. And don't get make eye contact with people that you don't want to talk to. If you're walking down, <laughs> if you're walking down a lane, pretend and like you, you accidentally a do eye watch. contact with them. They're gonna want to talk to you. They're gonna think maybe you're gonna want to see. They're gonna want to see your knives, and you don't. So like, when you go down that aisle, just keep your fucking eyes to the ground until you know where you're gonna go. Because you get that stray eye contact, you gotta do something. You can't just you go, hello, hi, how are you? Oh, nice. Your knives look great. Doesn't work. It looks like you look like a fool, and then they look bad. So just look at your shoes and know where you're going. Yeah. And when yeah, they say, the "Hey, you want to see my," your you want to see hand, pretend in the whole. What you say? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Have your phone and pretend like you're talking. Oh, see, sorry, sorry. And when somebody tries to give you like <laughs> yeah. a sticker or a t-shirt, just fucking walk away because they're gonna. It's gonna be bad. If they're giving away t-shirts, they're terrible. You know. Come on, tell the truth. Hey, you want a free T-shirt? No, I don't want a free. You gonna carry this? Get out of here. Give it to somebody else. <laughs> Baltic nice. Blades has said in the chat. Any recommendations on worthwhile knife shows in the EU? Um, I've only ever been to um, two here in France. Um, um, one was the Nontron um, Knife Festival, uh, which Nontron is another one of those villages here in France where everybody makes knives. Um, and people come from all around the world, you know, to, to exhibit and that kind of thing. Wasn't the best, but Coutelier is the big one. That's it's it's every year, and they are doing it this year apparently, um, which which surprised me. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a big old. Um... Wait, uh, I got one. Uh-oh. When you're Uh-oh. done with him, I got one important etiquette to tell everybody about the Blade Show. Radio tease. Who could this be? Hello, you're live on the show. How can we help? How are you, Mr. Lockwood? <laughs> it's the cowboy himself. Yes. Oh, look at that. Ben, holy, 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 holy,
We hear yeah. this. I'm, I'm here to answer questions for you. Oh, perfect. Ah, okay, okay. Let's get the next question. Though. Okay. <laughs> let's get let's get the next question up. The next question is from Butthole Blades. <laughs> yeah, we need to change that name. Um, My advice is to get a better name. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <Branding> advice. <laughs> yeah. Um, right off the bat, you're no, you're not you're, you're never going anywhere with Butthole Blades. <laughs> I mean, you might be going he somewhere. He says. Good day, you handsome bastards. I have a question for you. What do you reckon are the best knife-making classes available in the US? Um, I often hear you mention the New England School of Metalwork. Do you have any suggestions on the West Coast? I'm interested in forging and stock removal, and I really want to get some in-person instruction. Ben, do you do classes? Do you hold classes? Uh, I do not. And no, and if you wanted to make a knife, I am not the guy you want to learn from. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you say that some of you, some of you uh, is, is yeah, but I I think while Ben's while Ben's on the line, I think anybody that wants to make a hammer, I think just send just send a DM to Ben. He's more than happy for you to go up and spend the day with him. I'm sure. I'm sure he is. <laughs> if you can find me, I might let you in, but you're gonna have a really hard time getting here. <laughs> ben, we've, we've actually had. Grateful Knives uh, wants to know what, no, what, what rock my, my advice, if you want to learn, is... Go ahead. No, keep going. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, you know, I mean, if there's no schools available to you, you're better off just finding somebody else who's willing to let you in their shop. And, I mean, sweep the floor, watch them, try to help out, but don't be intrusive. Hmm. But just find other people, and people are willing to help. Yeah, we've we've also had a question in the chat for you as well. Um, from where was it? Grateful Knives. Grateful Knives has asked, "What HRC does Ben harden his hammers to?" I shoot for fifty-two. Fifty-two. Got you. And watch yep. on the line. We've got to talk about the hammer. The hammer is the auction over for the hammer that you've auctioned this week. The auction is done. It is sold. It has been paid for. Nice. Congratulations. Was... I am. Thank you. I'm. I'm on cloud nine, and I'm just kind of flabbergasted about the whole, how the whole thing went down. That was something special. That 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 hammer. It was yeah. Thank you. Very thank good. you very much. So anybody who's listening, if you haven't seen it, head over, head on over to Ben Snow's account and look at the the hammer which he's recently auctioned. It is. When when I say a mirror polish, this is beyond a mirror polish. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and unbelievable. the mustache swit twizzle in the video yeah. online was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad y'all liked it. Uh, y'all have a wonderful weekend. Wait, let's keep on for one more question. Love, love the show. Wait, wait, wait. Lay it on me. Lay it on me. Let's get one it, more Jeff. question. Here, this comes from... Um, uh, Fakundor Roar. Sorry, like from who? Some... From who? Sorry. Under... My first Fuck... piece of advice is change your name. <laughs> Facundo Roar. I have a question for you guys. I made this kitchen knife, and I'm fighting with the fact that I made a differential hardening on this one. Thus, the knife can be bent without returning to its original shape unless you straighten it back. But the but keeping the edge part of the blade hard so it's functional. So the question is, how do I tell possible customers to be aware of this without him thinking that there's something 
that decreases the value of the knife itself. So he's got a differential hardening. The fucking thing bends when it doesn't bend back. What should he do? Dude, you got to go back to the drawing board. I mean, he wants the he wants you can't, the, have, you can't have a knife that bends and doesn't go back. Either it bends and straightens out, or it doesn't bend at all. There's not really an in between. Think think he's got a point there. What do you think, Mareko? I think that that is actually kind of, especially if you intentionally put like a hamon on a knife. The goal is that you're getting a mixture of tough material with hard material and you can bend it to take a set um but you can also bend it back um and if if somebody's getting a really hard bend like they put it in a vise or between a couple boards or between like countertop and their oven and pry it on it and bend it you're gonna have a hard time getting that bend out but little small bends or gentle bends like the goal is for it to lend toughness and 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 especially on a very hard-use knife, um, you, you want that kind of toughness, but ultimately you want to be able to bend it back. And if it's not being able to be, be bent back into its original shape or kind of corrected, then that is definitely a problem. Yeah, yeah. And change your name. I would also say if you have, have somebody putting your knife between the oven and the countertop and bending it you don't want them as a customer <laughs> no, I don't think you yeah. yeah that exactly. is abuse yeah. that's knife abuse <laughs> don't go anywhere i got one more question for you um ben. Uh, you're gonna hold you, you got a minute right you can hang on a little bit longer right yeah yeah okay this one comes from steven bateman hey guys tips on a for, on avoiding wood dust while sanding my handles on the belt grinder I'm getting rocked by dust, causing some crazy dermatitis and skin irritations. Suggestions? Thanks. First Wash off, your hands before you go to the bathroom. You're going to do all right with that name. <laughs> you're going to be all right with that I name. I mean, unless it's Master, right? Yeah. When he was master. a young... <laughs> master Bateman, yeah. Fine. Uh, I don't know. Get yourself a hazmat suit. Well, you, you maybe a fan behind you, but you're a, a vacuum. You're a long sleeve shirt man. I am. Maybe that's the move. I am. My uh, my arms look like a frog's belly. Is that good? <laughs> no, it's it's grossly white. Smooth <laughs> in the white. sun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, that's kind of a, a tough one. I I don't know. I. I would try to set up a fan behind me so it's blowing away. Maybe try grinding outside in the wind. <laughs> or having a dust collection. Uh, Even just setting up uh, your setting yeah. up like a shop vac under your grinder. You know? Yeah. You bet. I used yeah. to have to yeah. wear long sleeves. I, I think of it differently because I can't set up a vacuum with what I'm doing with hammer handles because they're so long and I I've tried it and I just keep hitting the dust collections. But something like a knife mm. handle you know, Jonathan Porter at Doghouse Forge got a phenomenal dust collection system for grinding metal and dust. I mean, he never has to wear a mask or anything. Yeah. Wow. wow. I used to wear. I've, I've seen dust collection uh, systems where, sorry, Jeff. No, sure. Um, instead of being like right underneath the line of the platen, they're kind of down below the bottom idle wheel and just behind it. So instead of so if the platen's vertical up and down and the and the catcher being right underneath, instead of being right underneath, it's like right behind 
And so the dust can still, a lot of the dust can still get caught, captured underneath the platen as it's kind of going around because the, the, the belt's kind of still carrying that dust in that direction. And if, this, if it's a good clean filter, it should be able to get some good suck and, uh, and pull that dust in. I think that and that and that way the like the handle like a long hammer handle won't get in the way. Yeah, I used to get yeah. I used to get dermatitis when uh, I had weird dermatitis when I uh, cut scales of G10, and I would always wear uh, a long sleeve shirt to prevent it because it was like that fiberglass was kind of giving me some fritz for a few years. And when I stopped when I started using long sleeve shirts when I was cutting it, I didn't get that at all. So I, I think that's pretty and I and I don't doesn't have to be. You know, I've got the like the like those wicking those like running shirts, those long sleeve like wicking shirts and stuff like that. That's actually pretty good too, because mm. then you breathe a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I think the easiest way is yeah. like Ben said, get a, a fan behind you, so you're just pushing stuff away, that, that positive pressure at all times. But um, unless it's Coco Bolo, when you want to you want to hit in you as much as possible, because the rumors are it's good for you. Uh, <laughs> hey, Ben. Right, boys. Thanks for yeah. calling, and well done on the sale of that of that hammer this week. Because yeah, it was some. Thanks, Craig. I love the show, boys. Have a good one. Congratulations, buddy. Bye for now. One thing, one thing I realized when we were talking about etiquette for for Blade Show is, if you're yeah. listening to this podcast and you're going to Blade Show, we want you to go to our sponsors, Even Heat Combat Abrasives, Broadback Ironworks, uh, Texas Farrier Supply. And say you're glad that they sponsor the podcast. Be friendly. Please do. Yes. You know, yeah. It helps yeah. us out saying, you know, we're, we love the podcast. You guys, we heard about you from the podcast. That would be a nice thing for you to do for us. So, and then go to. Combat well, and also, if you. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> go on. Marco. I was just going to say, if you buy your supplies there, like if you plan ahead, you buy your supplies there, you can save on shipping by just taking it home in your carry on. Yeah. So and go with a, a big carry-on bag. <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> did that half with empty. Com last week. Um, but yes. Combat Abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now. Do it now. And yeah, Mareko has come up with a really good point. If you're putting an order in, put a little note in that maybe you want to pick them up at Blade. That's a really good idea. Cool. Right. Okay. We haven't mentioned how people get get questions to us. So you can either join us live like this and people ask those questions in the chat or... Contact us via DM at Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. It's that easy. Okay, we've got a question from um, a DM that we've had, but I know they're also here listening live as well. Baltic Blades, um, a question for all three of you. Why don't you post on Instagram most knives that you finish? Mareko tells us a lot of what he's making, but we see just a little portion of that in his Instagram feed. Uh, Mr. Fader adds a lot of them to stories and is most consistent with posting, but we rarely see the work of Craig's batches. Uh, what's up with that? Does frequent posting bring in too much business? <laughs> unfortunately not <laughs> if that was the case it would be yeah i'd be very happy um i i sort of took stock of my instagram feed maybe about a year ago um and and he's following some advice from jeff so jeff seems to put the the making of the knife for the sort of behind the scenes stuff in his stories and then the finished knives go up on his feed um so if maybe if you're a new customer and you you you're 
come across Jeff's uh, account, you'd just see all the lovely finished stuff. Um, but, you know, if you've been following for a while and then you get to see the stories, you also want to see how they're made. Um, so that was my original sort of play. I was going to go that way. Um, but I really enjoy the sort of photography and making videos as well. Um, so what I tend to do is when I've got a, a special, like a one-off, um, I like to make a video and, and post it up that way. So um, there's there's not that much on my feed, um, simply because a lot of my work is just very repetitive. Um, I do a lot of restaurant orders, um, and they're basically the same each time, and it would get very very boring. And I don't really want to people to come to the come to the the feed and just say, "Oh right, this guy just does uh, restaurant orders." Um, I don't get restaurant orders via Instagram. Um, so what I try to do is when I do sort of one-off chef knives, that kind of thing, that's the kind of stuff, um, that I like to put on Instagram. Um, and it's time too. It's a time suck. Um, yeah, I really want to try to put quality into the posts. Um, whereas before I just did, as I'm doing stuff, I just posted it away. Um, and I, yeah, I just sort of made that decision to go the opposite way. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my reason for not having most of my work on there. Um, what about you, uh, Mareko? I, so some of the reason I don't post, um, stuff is because I've been not very good about just posting, honestly, in general, I do have a few knives still that I haven't posted. Um, so there's that. There are some customers who don't want me to post about a piece that they've custom commissioned to me from me because uh, the way I, I offer to do my custom work is like I'm tailoring a knife to them. Like somebody would get it, a suit tailored and they don't want kind of like images of it out in the world. And then people wanting to basically get copies yeah. of that. They like they want to have the only one. Um, so that's another reason. Uh, but the biggest reason right now is just uh, that I've really struggled with just being consistent with posting. Um, and there's there's <laughs> no better. No, I don't have anything better to say than that, you know, honestly. And unfortunately, I just I've I've been bad about posting. Yeah. Tisk, tisk. And I'd also say um, I know a lot of makers will then sort of repost um, customers of theirs who perceive their knives and things like that. Um, I tend not to do that because they're generally shitty pictures because people are, are. <laughs> you know, people are excited. They rip it up on the packaging and they're taking a quick shot on their phone. They want to tell the world they've got this new knife and they're generally not the best pictures. So I tend not to. But I do appreciate a a maker this week reaching out to me. He just received one of my knives um, and he said, I'm not going to post a picture yet until I can take a really great picture. So I do appreciate that, um, and I wish all customers would do similar. Um, Jeff, Jeff, what, I mean, you, you post a lot on your stories, don't you? Your makings, um, you know, how you do things. I uh, I got banned from posting pictures in the last three weeks. So <laughs> I'm, I'm my business partner Tony's like, you got to stop it because we need to focus on getting all my old orders done. So I have pictures like I got like, I got enough for a long time, but I'm, I, I made a promise. He says, I'll take your password. And I can't take my password, but I just won't post. So I'm in a, uh, yeah, I haven't really been posting because I've been told not to. So Tony's because what'll happen is, and this isn't a bad thing. This is just, we're trying to reorganize the company thing hmm. is it, binds me up because when i post then i do a link to the you know where you can where you can pre-order one and then 
we're in the same hole that we were before where we're now we're trying to do stuff that are going to be done so we're uh it's good i'd like to and I, I enjoy posting um it's fun but i've been instructed not to so i'm fucking around on the stories a lot so it was kind of neat to do that this week yeah i'd, I'd say and then i'm gonna I just, put them all together in the highlights another another thing to bring up as well is most of my customers i'm getting now via my mailing lists email mailing lists um and that's good because first of all you know that they're interested um you know that they purposely signed up to the mailing list of know when there's knives available um and i spend a lot of time on those emails and making sort of i segregate various lists so you know if i know their chefs they'll have you know a, a certain email um if i know it's somebody who reached out and said you know if you've got any knives available and i haven't they'd have a certain email if it's a restaurant they'd have a certain email um and those seem to be far far more effective than instagram posts where you're just throwing stuff out to you know to, to random people um and I don't know. I'm, I'm just a little bit scared about putting all my eggs into just one basket where if Instagram were to explode or if I were to lose access to my account, which which happened quite recently, um, my business could be could be screwed. Um, so, yeah, so I, I put a lot of effort into sort of finding other avenues for customers. Um, so that's another reason, I suppose, that there's not too much going on, on Instagram. Okay. Something Marekka, I just would you learned. Like to take the next question. Uh, I just. Can you guys hear me? All right. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if my service just totally died. No. Okay. Uh, one last note about Instagram. Uh, I just learned they have a feature called guides. So basically, the way guides work is like how you can kind of put together your stories into highlights. You can do the same thing now with your Instagram posts with what are called guides, and it is, essentially it creates like a, a blog feature where you can uh, oh, wow. kind of put together different looks like so if i want to do my damascus posts i can put them all in under one guide about damascus i can put another one together of just finished work i can do like i've done old tutorials about how i approach making sayas like i can put those t posts together into a, a thing or a, a quote-unquote guide uh it's interesting i only just discovered it because i started following this um this woman who's uh, a chef of like Chinese cuisine in Manchester in the UK and her feed is nuts. But I, I, uh, her link in her bio went to her guide where she had all her recipes and her step-by-step -step posts and stuff. And I was like, what is this? I didn't, I had never heard about it, but it's like, it's a, like over a year old feature and I'd never I've seen never it. I've never seen or even heard of it. So, yeah. That's cool. Sure. Uh, yeah, so I will get this next question is from Alec Loney. Says, question for Morocco. How do you calculate how much material you need when forging complex Damascus patterns? I'm not sure if he, if, if he's, do you think he's talking about from the very beginning, like the raw materials or once I have the Damascus made? I'd imagine you roll. However you want to do it. Yeah, I, would, I, I thought raw however materials, but yeah, whatever you think. I mean, raw materials, you you don't want to start with just enough to finish one blade because, honestly, it's a lot of work. And the more blades you can get out of the material you're making, the better. I, I have a very unscientific way of figuring out how much material uh, I use. So I have little plates of 15 and 20 and 1080, and the 1080 is an eighth 
of an inch thick and the 15 and 20 is a 16th of an inch thick. They're one and a half inches wide. And then I just fill up a little bench vise that I have on my welding table that's like four and a quarter inches, four and a half inches. I just fill the thing up. So it ends up being about, uh, I think it's around 10 pounds of steel. I put a handle on that. I weld it up. I start making my thing. So, by, But by the time I get down to my mosaic pattern, ideally I have enough material for three to four knives. Um, now, when it comes to figuring out how much material from that parent Damascus stock I need, I have kind of like a little simple math equation. And if you go to, what is it? It was Maker Camp. I did a, a demonstration last year um, about how I kind of do my math to figure out how much material I need, just in general, even whether it's monosteel or if it's Damascus. Um, once the Damascus made, it's, you know, quantities are can work out to be the same. Um, but it's, it's about doing like equivalency, uh, uh, equations or balancing kind of balancing equations like if i have this much volume that i need to make a certain style of knife and this is the dimension of my damascus then you just kind of do the reverse math to fix to solve for x and you cut your stock off and then you weld it back together and forge a knife out of it cool cool simple as that okay whilst you're cutting stuff off and i'm sure you're cleaning stuff back off again what grinder would you use for that Morocco? I would use my Broadback. I'll tell you why. Because they have so many attachment arms. It's such a versatile machine, and I love it. Um, and what I also love and appreciate about the machine is that they they uh, they don't do kind of like they don't have a lock in system where you can only use their tool arms. I actually have tool arms that I've made myself that I use that I can use on my Broadback. And if like say you already have a, a you know a chassis of your own but you and so you don't need a chassis you can take their tool arms and use them in other machines and so they've created a lot of flexibility in their machine uh in their grinder it's a grinder made by makers for makers it's super uh flexible machine like i said it, it, it goes horizontal and vertical um and they're going to be at blade show and actually right now if I can pull up the thing in time, and maybe you guys can assist me with their promotion they got going on. They have a sale that's going on through June 7th, I believe. That's right. Um, that is 15% off all their machines and, and tool arms. And then they're doing a, what is it, Jeff? They're doing like it's a, called a discount a, package. It's called a mega deal. And you'll save mega $600 on our mega grinder plus five attachments. So if you use the coupon code, Mega save 600. That's mega save 600 at checkout. Valid uh, 6 4 through 6 7. That's the 7th of June. You can get, you're going to end up getting yes. $600 off. Wow. So, so it's basically, yeah, it's basically over Blade Show weekend. It's 6 4 is the Friday, right? And then the 7th is Sunday. So it's all through Blade Show weekend is when this is going on. And they say that that's the so last sale they're going to have until Black Friday. So if you want a big old sale, get on better it. hurry up. Get on it. We've so had a we'll, message we'll... from uh, John Lewis. And I don't think it's the John Lewis that's very famous in the UK, but he seems to have that handle, which is amazing. He says, greetings. A quick note to say, I got off the phone with Vince of Broadback. Everything of you said is 100% true. He spent 15 minutes with me to make sure my grinding needs will be met. I've ordered the machine. Uh, many, many thanks for bringing such quality people to the table. 
and um thanks for being part of the community so so he's done it he's but he's bought from broadback he had lots of advice from vince and i know they're very open to that if you know if you want to know a bit more about the machine give them a call um and they'll help you out and he took advantage of the of the discount um and if you use knife talk 10 10 you get 10 percent off your order as well as the special deal that's happening now um, I don't think you get ten percent off the special those. deal, um, but you know if you're not getting it over the weekend, make sure you use Knife Talk Dead. <laughs> Jesus, and also if you're going to Blade, go and say hello to them. They're good guys, really good guys. Yeah, send us, send, tell them we sent you. Tell them tell we, we sent you. That's that's the new line. Um, we've also had a question from Iron Gull Knives. Uh, question for the show: If you guys had to give just one, how about some hot takes? about the state of the knife making industry what would it be um and what we'll do we'll come back to that at the end of the show because at the top of my head i've got nothing but we'll come back to that one at the end of the show and where the three of us will give one single hot take about the state of the industry jeffrey have we had any other hot takes how about some hot takes we had hot takes all the way up until the to the before we started, right at the minute before we started. So hot takes are your obnoxious, you know, blatherings. You know, really, that's really what it is. Um, well, here's a good hot take. So basically, it's like a, you know, just a declaration, a factless, factless declaration. My suggestion would be because I have had a couple people say, you know, we should be lifting people up, not you know, busting on people. I think you should have a sense of humor. Try to be clever. <laughs> the clever ones are the best ones. Have a sense of humor. Trust me. Hybrid handle material is CrossFit is funny. I love hybrid handle material, but the fact that you call it the CrossFit of the knife-making world is funny too. So have a sense of humor. Um, Joe Maynard. Joe Maynard says, here's a hot take. Just because you turn turn on your blinker it doesn't mean you get to cut me off on the highway if i have to slam on my brakes it's not called merging it's called being an asshole <laughs> very good joe like joe that was a very good hot take that is true <laughs> this comes from, right up my alley yeah so that that's a no, that's a pretty good one just because you put yeah it's like a, it's 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 more like a loophole it's a loophole that you're still an asshole though um Jerdrum Knives says, "Here's a hot take: Low grit finish is an effective is effective for food release as an S grind, just not as hip." He's making a joke, saying, "If you do a low grit finish, it's, it's a low grit finish would be a, like an S grind." You get it? Funny. Just a joke. Peace and love. Peace and love. Um, At Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Leonardo Lee says, here's a hot take. Oh, 
Sorry, I I did the same one twice. Okay, Ryan Brewer says, shout out to Leonardo Lee. Finite, he's the man. Uh, uh, Ryan Brewer says, here's a hot take. Exact layer counts for most domestic patterns are bullshit. We lose layers to scale and to the grinder. Just say low layer, mid layer, high layer. Thanks for making the long drives go by faster gents. I don't know if I, I mean, I don't know if I believe that, but. You know, it's a hot it's take. It's a hot take. Exactly. Hot take's supposed yeah. to be controversial. Um, Noah NJ Knives says, here's a hot take for you. A multi-tool is the is the idea of taking several tools and making them all suck more. <laughs> Quite true. <laughs> That's a good hot take. Um, my friend Ryan Davis, Stelvin06 says, hot take, Insta follow. Uh, follow requesting someone you don't know who tags a maker or or knife talk in hopes of a follow of a follow back is shitty marketing. If I wanted to buy your stuff, I'd probably already be following you. Quite true. Quite and true. here's some other hot takes from the chat. Griffin Handmade says, "Here's a hot take: Having chopped onions in your former life doesn't make you a good chef knife maker." That's a good hot take. Very good, Griff. That's good. Very good. We did have um, another one in the chat as well. Yeah. Lando Novak says, here's one. Blacksmithing is easy. It's just swinging a hammer hard right. <laughs> Lando Novak. Lando Novak's still on my he's still on my uh list. He's still on my shit list. He's still on my he's okay. He's still on my shit list. He's okay. I'm with you. Um Jake Summerell says, here's a hot take. You can't call it three hundred layer Damascus if you're grinding it from six millimeter forged to three millimeter finished dimensions. It's hundred and fifty layer Damascus at best. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder, once again, these Damascus ones are just like being a little bit tricky. Um, this one's funny. Sam Goff says, here's a hot take. There are no hot moms in your area waiting to meet you. <laughs> you guys get that? What's up the whole section of the show? The hot moms that. calling in. What's happening with that? Is this going to be a thing? This is, I mean, I thought there'd be some mothers calling in, but if some of you people obviously have terrible relationships with your mothers. I mean that's that's all I can think of. <laughs> I mean, clearly, we. It's the only reason I do the show. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Ra- um, and then uh, last hot take comes from Charlie Ellis. Hey, I've got a hot take. Butterfly knives are the hacky sack of the knife community. I think that one's pretty good. <laughs> that one's pretty good. Did a good job with that one, Charlie. Oh, that was the last God. minute. That was the last minute. <laughs> That's a good one. That's that a good, good one. Okay, let's head back to questions for a bit, and then we'll do some. I don't know if we've had any unsolicited advice or anybody in the chat has some we for do. us, but maybe Mareko, you, you could take the next question first. All right, next question is uh, from Les Zek Sikun. Come on, I want to find that name. No, 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 no. Let me find that name. I want you to do it again. Les Zek Sikun. Anyways, all right, got a question. Is it worth uh, to rebrand? Is it worth it to yes, rebrand? because we can't <laughs> say your name, so yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure Ben would say the same thing, too. Ask Butthole Blades. Change your name. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking of doing it for a while since my business name, L-S-I-K-O-N Blacksmith, or my name, Les Zek Sikon, or Sikon, is not the easiest one to say for an English speaker. 
I'm curious how he says it. No, you're not. Yeah. Um, I, I think ex- we are, exhibit we? A, my lord. I think you just come up with your own evidence as to why maybe you should change the name because people But maybe, maybe it's very common it where he it. is. Possibly. Yeah, yes, yes, po- quite possibly. But, um, you know, if you want to open up oh, sort of internationally. Oh, which... it's Lezik. Come on over, Lezik. Let's buy a knife. Well, yeah, quite po- quite possibly. Um, Lezik. Yeah, maybe I'm, I'm being a bit... Sicken. Yeah, how... how... I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, wow. I'm, just, I'm just trying to, be con- Les, I'm trying to got, say it with got, confidence. You've got a customer in Jeff. I'm just trying to say it with confidence, <laughs> you know? Usually that works. But I think, I mean, most of my customers are not within um, Europe, actually. The Most are in the States or, or elsewhere. Um, so I think the way that we all sell now, we all sell internationally. We all sell online. Um, so I think it, it does help to have a a name which is pronounceable or a website where you can literally just say the name of people could Google it and, and find it or, you know, stick.com on the end and hopefully they get to it. So is it worth a rebrand? I mean, I don't know how far down the road you are with, with the branding of, of your current brand, but um, the fact that we, we struggled um, suggests that others would too, maybe. You know, there's an expression that people mm. say that the work should speak for itself. <laughs> you can't pronounce the name. Kind of hard to speak, isn't it? Is it kind of hard to speak for itself? You can't pronounce the name. IKEA did well for itself, and we all say that wrong. What, apparently, what, what, so, IKEA. Yeah, is that what you said? Yeah, <laughs> IKEA. <laughs> IKEA. Who knows what it is? Who knows? I, um, okay, shall we do another question? Um, yeah, Jeff. This one comes from Racer our Racks. friend Eric at Racer Racks. Hey cuties, I recently What's had up, buddy? I recently had a little splinter turn into a big horrible injury and time off work. It's made me think twice about disability insurance. Do y'all have disability insurance? What are your thoughts? Thanks for the show and hope all are well. Eric. I have life insurance. Well, that's that's it. That's not really disability insurance. Mm. No, it's not. Uh, I don't. I don't. Um, I didn't know it existed. Yeah. No. I have insurance that if I hurt myself, uh, if I hurt myself in the shop, I am an employee of Fader Knives, so I guess I we have been paying disability. So there would be, I would be entitled to uh, disability. Yeah, I would be entitled to dis- disability, oh, and I'd be entitled to unemployment. I th- oh, you know what? I wouldn't be entitled to unemployment because owner operator. We don't think we. I think we were paying unemployment when we had an employee, and then now that we don't have an employee, we don't have to play the employee. So I'm shit out of luck, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I don't get. I don't think I have is, is, disability. Is, so disability insurance is like Aflac, right? Aflac. I think that it's no. I think that it's when you're paying the. It's like when you pay unemployment insurance, and that if you know you lay somebody off or they get fired or whatever, they can claim it and it comes okay. out of your thing. And I think it's the same thing. So it's like you know. Yeah, I mean, you have an insurance company. I guess it depends on the policy you take on. I'm too. I'm not. No, sure. I don't have dis. I don't know if I. You know what? I don't know. I'll need. I'll get back to. Let me call. I. You know what? If I call, if I text Tony right now and say, "Do we have disability?" He's gonna call me. He'll freak out. He's gonna, Why are you asking? Do you hurt yourself? <laughs> maybe I'll. Maybe I should do that. You should do it. All right. Go ahead. Keep talking. Hey, I'm gonna write. He might not even respond. Oh, Craig's muted again. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Sorry, I'm trying to eat as well. At the same I, time. I'm, I yeah, noticed complete How, amateur hour here. So what do you what do you now that you know what was ordered? What do you got there? 
I've got crispy salt beef mm-hmm. and udon noodles and nice. like a chicken fried rice. Yeah, a bunch of different things. Everybody's leftovers, I think. I think my wife just brought in a plate of like everything. But, <laughs> and I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. I'm not asking Tony. But I'm going to take the next question from Drop Test Media. Um, okay, fellas, here's another one for you. Just got my first order of 440C stainless from the New Jersey, New Jersey Steel Baron, but I ordered it without the grinding service to remove that outer layer. Is it safe to assume I should remove that before I heat treat the blade? I plan to do full heat treat and then grind in my bevels. So he's just um, ordered in stainless. Um, you're saying about the outer it's got layer. Mill scale. Um, it's got a very, sorry. it's got a very pronounced mill scale that I like. That's your move, right. isn't it, Jeff? That's my move. Keep I it. love. That's one of the. That's one of the benefits of uh, 440C that I love is it's got a real pronounced mill scale. Like some steels have different mill scales. I've actually. I've just heat treated some 1084 knives and I've taken the mill scale is very clear. It's very like satin. It's like a satin, you know what I'm talking? It's like a very, it's a very, very, I take that mill scale off with a wire wheel because that can give Mm. me when I, when I normalize and heat treat, that will take off that, just taking off that mill scale of, of 1084, I'll end up getting a better, closer to texture. Like a not, it doesn't look like it's a satin finish. You know, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I like. I'm a big fan of 440C mill scale. It's real thick and undulating. So, so it sounds like the answer though is that he should grind it off since that's your move. I don't. I mean, I like it. If you don't like it, <laughs> if you don't like it, grind it off. If you like it, don't grind it off. But if you're, you know, other things, you I can. Think... I try to use the wire wheel on. Uh, I try to use the wire wheel on carbon steel to kind of duplicate that that mill scale. No. I think uh, it sounds, I mean, I'm reading this as a concern regarding heat treat, and I, I don't think it's a concern for heat treat. No. Would you say you have any issues with any of that still on there? No, not at all. No. Not at all. I mean, it's not, I'm not, because I've, I've, I'm, because I'm using foil and um, yeah. I'm, um, I'm heat treating in foil, I'm not really getting any decarb, so I don't really see. I'm not getting any yeah. waste. I'm not getting any any decarb at all. Sure. So no, I don't. Do you keep your foil after you do your heat treat? I, do you have a big box I full do. of foil? I do because I'm thinking I'm going to do something with it at some Good. point. Like you were doing a, a project without foil. I remember when when they come out real nice, I kind of flatten them all out. So I yeah, I throw I keep a, I keep them all. But then now that I know that Steve Schwarzer uses it for canister damascus i keep it for that too but yeah i don't throw any yeah, out. i got cool. a, i got a couple boxes of foil of used foil you can you can and use yeah. it outside of canister damascus as well what would you but still for damascus making what would you use it for used used foil yeah spent foil um you can just kind of like loosely wrap it around the or wrap it on the outside of like i've loosely wrapped it on the outside of a billet as it's warming up just to keep oxygen from getting on the billet. Hmm. And that initial round of weld setting is kept the steel basically completely enclosed and away from oxygen. Hmm. That's cool. So it's handy for that as well, at least for the initial weld set. After that, the, you know, the material is in, in, in such close physical contact, it, it starts making uh, its, its forge weld. So after that, you don't really need it anymore, and you just peel it right off. 
but it's nice for the first weld set. Cool. Okay. Any update from uh, uh, you know what? Any, I felt like I calls. was not concentrating on the podcast, and I was worried that I was gonna like you know. So I'm not. I don't want to freak him out. <laughs> I don't want to freak him out. Jeremy Hawking, um, yes, with a spoon. And if you're not watching live, you won't know what we're talking about. But the answer is yes, with a spoon. The old, the old, um, uh, <laughs> the old keeping yourself. Is it? I, I know that's zinc on the taint. That's a, yeah. That's a, your gooch keeping the gooch. The gooch cool, right? <laughs> Morocco, do you want to take the next one? Yes. Yeah, I think um, Craig wants because... me to take this next no, one. No, Jeff wants you to take it too. Jeff wants you to take it too. I think everybody wants you to take it. Fortunately. So fortunately, he kind of broke down his name. I did. It's Ihor Hudima. I did that for Ihor you. Hudima. But he says, "Don't don't read I, that." I wrote that for <laughs> you because sometimes when I write little notes, you'll read the notes too. And I just wrote, "It's pronounced Ihor." Because oh, you could this, write all kinds of. Shit. He wrote me. He wrote me this message and he gave sent me this voicemail about. I guess last week I said it and I like be. I totally butchered it. So he wrote me the thing and I was like, ah. And hopefully, I thought maybe you know what. Maybe maybe Mareko will read this one, but I'm like, you know, we can't get this poor guy twice, uh, Ehor. So I, so then I wrote, don't read this part. But. All right. So it says Gus from Mexico. Oh. He says, "Hey guys, I fucked up. I gave the what? wrong. I gave the wrong Ehor question. I'll, we'll do Ehor again. Go okay. go to Gus. Go to Gus from Texas. I fucked okay. up." Okay. <laughs> All right, Gus from Mexico. He says, hey, guys, love the recent changes you have introduced to the show. It is very dynamic and fun. Thanks for all that hard work. So then he follows with a question for the show. He says, have any of you considered 3D printing your handles? Materials are somewhat limited right now, but you can print wood now. Craig, Mr. Laser. (laughs) Yeah, I have um, 3D printed with wood filament. Um, the problem is, it's, it's not actually wood. It's wood uh, dust uh, like with a, a resin held yeah, sure. and held together with the resin. Um, so you know you don't get a completely wooden handle. It's got a wooden feel to it and a wooden wooden texture, um, but it is is held together by resin. And the whole point of three D printing is it'll melt because that's how the filament would work. Um, so you can have something, you know, particularly if it's a chef knife, it's going to be in a hot environment. You could easily put that down onto something hot and it would it would melt. So so that's the biggest problem that I've found. Hmm. Um, but I know people who, you know, 3D printed with, you know, with 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 steels. Sure. Um, you know, not hardenable steel, so you wouldn't be able to use it for a blade. But you could certainly use it for a handle. Um, yeah, and I think it's just really interesting where that is going with regards to the technology for filaments. Um, especially with sort of um, some of the resins also, the, the, you know, the resin printers, so not using a, a filament as we'd know a filament, which looks like a like a lawn strimmer, like a weed whacker yeah. kind of wire. Yeah. Um, it's actually just a resin. Some of those are more, um, they're not as sensitive to temperatures, um, and those are being developed all the time. So I think in the future, I think it's going to be completely possible and maybe even completely possible to print blades. Um, which could be hardened, which would be amazing. Um, so yeah, with regards to 3D printing, I I do a lot of 3D printing for handles and stuff, but they're generally for uh, prototypes to check for size, um, mm. to make little models, that kind of thing. Um, nothing really for production. Um, but I'd be interested to know if anybody does put any of their 3D printing stuff sort of in production, and if so, what what um, filaments or resins that they are using. 
And I'm, I'm sure if we had Aaron Goff on the show, who is uh, a big fan of that kind of stuff, he'd be able to answer that far better than me. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's where I am with it. Have you guys done any 3D printing at all? No, I'd love to. Not at no. all. I think it'd be great. I'd mm. love to, especially if you can change colors and stuff. And... Yeah, I mean, I mean, Aaron is now 3D printing um, his um, his sires. Oh wow! Um, and he's, he's using like a, a nylon um, kind of material um, for his sires. So sure. yeah, people are using them for production. Um, but yeah, I'm not. Um, but yeah, if anybody is, please let us know. It'd be, it'd be good to hear. I'd be interested in using a CNC router for handle material, especially if I was thinking of doing production, like full tank production runs. Just being able to get the handle material like 95% of the way there. So you're just touching up around the profile to clean things up. And maybe if you're yeah. bolting it down, cleaning up the bolt and then poof, done. I mean, I am. I'm doing that for the folders, which I've been doing for the last few months, um, and also for a run of chef knives recently with G10. Nice. Um, and when you say 95, it can be 100. percent It can sure. be almost. It could be finished. Um, and the, in, in fact, the the folding knives, um, there's no finish to be done. They come off. They come off the uh, wow. the, the CNC router. Done. Perfect to size. Ready to go. Even with the the, the, the pinholes all in exact places. Sure. Just makes things super super easy. So I'm just, just laying down sheets of alpharin or brass, and they're coming out perfect every time. So yeah, it's all it's pretty cool. So stuff like that really excites me because I think we're we're only scratching the surface at the moment, um, and I think we're going to get more and more materials, particularly with three D printers that can be printed. Um, but when it comes to sort of CNC routers, those prices are coming down so so quickly. Sure. Um. And we you know we're starting to see what could be you know professional manufacturing tools now coming to sort of desktops, um, for you know consumer prices, which is really exciting. Are you having problems? How are you liking that? Sorry. Oh. Go ahead. You're good. Go. Are you having any problems with G10? Because I, that's the one thing is I've been told that G10 is brutal on the routers. It's brutal, um, not only on the tool, um, but the dust that it, that comes from it is really, really abrasive. Um, so, yeah, I uh, clean up after every sheet, basically. Um, and I'm using, you know, like a, a silicon um, grease on all sort of rods and mm. um, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, you just need to be really careful. Um, it's not it's not hard to cut, but it's just very, because it's so abrasive um, due to the glass fibre that um, on two walls, it can wear them very quickly. Oh, um, and that's going to obviously play with your tolerances then, particularly if you're going to you know, a finish tolerance. Um, yeah, so you just need to be quite careful with that. But it, it's completely possible. Do you have yeah. an enclosure for your CNC router? Like an enclosure that has a vacuum connected to it? Um, I do, but without a vacuum. Um, okay. You know, and that would be easy enough to do. Um, and a lot of um, CNC machines, they have a vacuum table as well, so they'll actually hold down the... Oh, um, right. The, the material being cut via vacuum, so no clamping involved. Um, so that would be very easy then to you know just have another port. Oh, which what you'd a use trip. To, That's to, interesting. To yeah, that's what Chris out. Zepp's. So yeah, Chris Zepp um, has. Yeah, they're awesome, cool. and they, yeah, the, the the grip on those things, you know, they they'll hold anything down. Um, so so yeah, I've I've just literally got something that I've made myself um, with with sheets of plastic, um, which I've made, which I just put over the top. Um, yeah, it's just, it's really exciting that 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 kind of stuff. I think 
in the future we can see more and more makers having access to these machines and um, it's exciting to see what people will do with them right we're talking about dust and that kind of stuff <laughs> the biggest problem i have with dust um is hand sanding this is a complete lie i don't know where i don't know where this link is going but <laughs> if i'm hand sanding I generally try to use the best stuff that's available. Uh, Jeff, what would oh, that of be? Of course. DOS USA, RhinoWit, Redline. <laughs> Sorry, that, that was the worst link ever, uh, ever. Sorry. Well, it's, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Before they were sponsors of the show, that was using RhinoWit was a game changer. I used to get the crap from the store, the supermarket, the whatever, the hardware store. Terrible. It's terrible. It is. I have not met one person to say, I can't believe you pushed us into this rhino wet stuff sucks. It's not. It's incredible, especially for hand sanding hard and steel. It's outstanding. Um, I'm getting more use. I just did all these uh, forks. I got more use out of less paper finishing off these forks with Indasi USA rhino wet. Uh, get the red line. Go to Texas Ferrier Supply. Put in promo code KNIFETALK10 and get yourself some 220. Get yourself some 400. Get yourself some 800 and tell me how it goes. And you can get 10% off with uh, Texas Ferry Supply if you put in promo code Knife Talk 10. Texas Ferry Supply has all of it and other things. They get lots of um, people ask me, how do you dye your, 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 your the epoxy for the, for the file work? They have dye. Go get yourself some dye. Go get yourself some uh, glue from them. Get yourself some blacksmithing supplies, farrier supplies. Texas Ferry Supply, they're great. And if you're at Blade Show, go tell them. Those, if Evan's there, go tell Evan we said hello. Texas Ferry Supply and Dasa USA, right away. You're muted again, you <laughs> motherfucker, you. This is so bad. I what wasn't going to say anything. Gosh. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say that nobody is sorry when they start using um, Rhino Wet. Everybody thanks us because it just makes their life so, so much easier. I'm a complete amateur well, this evening. I'm, I'm all out of sorts. I'm in a different place. It's, it's all a bit doing weird. Great. And I may have had how, a beer or two lunchtime. I was going to say, how many beers are you in? <laughs> <laughs> Just the one today okay. so far. But I had a, maybe had a few lunchtime. Uh, Jeff, do we have any? Yes, we do. Advice. This is the part of the show where you send us, if you send us on Instagram, Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram, you can sell it. Send us your unsolicited advice. We think we already had some unsolicited advice from the viewers. I can't go back and see, but I think we had some. Somebody, if you guys, one of you guys are going to find it. Um, this one comes from Leon Shanks, and it is totally direct. Okay, so this is from Grateful Knives, unsolicited, unsolicited advice. This is from in the chat, if you're watching direct. If you use a rag and oil, and, and oil for your handle, make sure you fucking rinse the, the cloth with water to hang it to dry, it can spontaneously combust and burn your workshop down if you don't. Don't. Yeah. There you go. Get yourself metal some nice. metal trash cans. Get you some of them metal trash oh. cans with a lid, too. Um, this yeah. this unsolicited advice goes directly to Craig. This is from Leon Shanks. Love the show, guys. Messages for Craig regarding Traeger versus the ceramic egg. Almost all my friends have Traegers, and they're great, but they uh, have all had some kind of issue with them and have to have replacement parts. A buddy just posted his burning back into the hopper and torched the whole unit. So hopper caught oh, on Jesus. fire, torched the whole unit. I have a Vision brand ceramic egg, and I love it. 
You can get a temperature controller and operate a small fan to control the airflow from your barbecue guru. Uh, that does hook up to Wi-Fi, and I can uh, run mine at low temperatures for smoking up to 20 hours at one load of charcoal, and it means a temperature within two degrees of what I set it at. They're both great, but I would never Holy trade. Shit. I would never trade my green egg for a Traeger. Anyway, good luck with whatever you choose. Have you figured out what you're going to get? Greg? Nice. Or did you already put it in the? Did you already put it in the? Uh, put it in the Uber. <laughs> Was it in the Uber with the with the guitar? Oh my god! What is this guy? Going, what is this guy from? Like you know, Persian market. Five bags of clothes, a guitar, and a Traeger. Yeah, there's there's a shop. There's a title for this this week's episode. Um, I'm I think Traeger to be honest with you, just because it's a lot more flexible, and I can you know I can grill on it. I can. Bake. I can do all sorts of stuff. I don't want this to be a Traeger advert, um, but yeah, I all think right. a Traeger. There you go. Traeger. Well, just don't let your hopper catch on fire. You know. No, exactly. This yeah, one comes yeah. from Noah NJ Knives. I know you didn't ask, but if you put a trash bag or something of the like over your swarth bucket, you can transfer all of your Coco Dolo Coco Bolo dust into a salt shaker <laughs> and apply as needed whenever the moment arises. <laughs> Thanks for making Mondays awesome. So, yeah, uh, sprinkle a little cocoa bolo on the penis. That's a good one. And then Tip of the week. You get your, you know, get, put your hopper on fire. Okay, this one comes from Luke. Here's some unsolicited advice for the guy who asks about making handle scales the same thickness. If you have a drill press, get yourself a three-inch drum sander and slap that thing in the chuck of your drill press. Then build, see if you guys are following me. Following this. <clears throat> Then build yourself a fence that runs behind the drum sander and bolt to the table of your drill press. Adjust the distance oh, from the fence and the drum sander and will uh, tighten the bolts that hold the fence so your drill press table. Be sure to feed the scale in at one side that wants to push away <laughs> from the drum as opposed, as the opposed to the side that wants to suck the scale into the drum. There you have it, a thickness sander for your three-inch piece of... Your piece of that seems like a lot seems of a lot work. Of work. I, I've a got lot a better. I've got a better solution. Go ahead. Get yourself a Broadbeck surface grinder. Use double stick tape and slap those bitches on there and sand them down. Done. Slapping bitches all day long. There you go. There you go. Get yourself. <laughs> go get yourself one of. Get yourself one of them. That's it. Bitch slapper. That's all you got to do. <laughs> I've got. I've got get yourself some double the gorilla tape double stick. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. Know. I'm so childish. <laughs> I've got a tip for that broadback um, surface grinder too, which is an amazing machine. It's it's amazing, um, but those magnets are super super powerful, really powerful. Um, so when you put a blade on it, it's quite difficult actually to get it back off. They're that powerful. So what I do. I've got a piece of one millimeter G10. Um, and what I do, I have that hanging over the top of the surface grinder. Um, and it's the magnet is still strong enough to hold the uh, the, the knife um, on there. So what I need to do then is just peel off that G10. Like a what? It comes off with it. It's like rather a condom. Rather than try and struggle. And... Yeah, rather than try and struggle with everything. A condom. <laughs> a condom. A condom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. It's Prophylact- nothing like a condom. Blade grinding prophylactics. 
<laughs> it's just a sheet that overhangs the, the the straight part of the grinder, and then you can just peel, and the knife comes off rather than wrestle with it. Um, you got his name right. Yeah, there we go. Ihor is in the chat. Um, Trying our you best. actually read Forgot my name question. quite nicely. Thank you, guys. <laughs> got your name right. Um, more Ihor, unsolicited advice comes Ihor, from... This is for right, home, okay. another one for okay. Craig. <laughs> this is from Mr. Monks. Homework for Craig. US, UK knife laws. Three-inch non-locking is legal carry. Pretty much anything other than a zombie knife is okay to carry with good reason. <laughs> for example... Um, if you're a tree, uh, if you're a tree surgeon, a, what the fuck? For if you're like a tree surgeon, or you can say you're a tree surgeon, <laughs> whatever that fuck, whatever that means. I know. That, yeah, you're. But tree you can't surgeon. be out on a Saturday night with a huge knife in then. So, well, I'm a tree surgeon is fine. But That's regarding the the extra inch, which is always very very important, I understand that. There we go. Um, I was, yeah, I was, I, I wasn't wrong last week. I, I, I literally just said the wrong words. Um, I said two inches. It is three inches. I'm aware of three inches. My folded knife is three inches, but for some reason I kept saying two. And I've had so many messages from people saying, well, you do know whether it's three inches, not two inches. I'm Boy, like, oh, geez, yeah, yeah. So I listened back to see what I'd said. And inch, I, huh? I literally just said the word wrong. That's all. So it's, yeah, it's. That's right. They are. That 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 um, inch makes uh, a big difference. Um, and we've actually had some professionals, some some lower order professionals as well, that actually reached out and said, so "Actually, you going out and get, your, like, yeah, get yourself a fried pickle." I literally just said the wrong number. Get yourself. Make sure you have that. Make sure that three inches is okay. <laughs> I had a fried pickle today. That was that was part of the deal. That, that's one of the reasons for going out. So uh, one of my favourite pubs back in Cardiff. I just had to have <laughs> that pickle, pickle. pickle talk. This is pickle talk. Um, so when I used to have like a bunch of offices in Cardiff um, that we used to, I used to like run a co-working space, and right opposite is this pub called Tiny Rebel, and they used to do fried pickles, um, and they got like amazing selections of like craft beers as well. So like a hot fried pickle. Um, with a cold beer, it was just the best. <laughs> so when your wife, when you said it to your wife, she's like, what? And, um, when I go to yeah. Cardiff, i got to get myself a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I... Ew. So I come rolling out of the taxi earlier with my belly full of pickles. Um, so well... <laughs> there you go. A gherkin was, while you're working. There you go. What's going on? i got to get myself a pickle. like it. <laughs> so if you haven't had one, Deep fry yourself a pickle. Mm -hmm. There's a couple a more. And There's a couple more. A couple more. Baltic <laughs> Blades, doing what you guys should all be doing is submit one DM with questions for all of them. I break them down. Advice: Never ever, when hand sanding, see a scratch and all tell right. yourself you'll get it out with the next grit. That is a very good piece of advice. Never advance. Never advance before you're all ready to go. That's very yeah. good. And then the last one is from Matt Dixon. You know what you should do after the use of the word Todger last week and how much it amused Jeff, Craig should do a quiz of British slang and see how many Jeff and Mareko can get. Love the quiz segments. Keep it up, boys. Oh, right. Oh. So a fried that may well happen. Yeah, next so like week. a fried pickle really I means like, so you want to just do a top of the hat right now? Infected wiener, right? I got myself a fried pickle. <laughs> no, give me some time. 
give me some slap on next week. My favorite is the slapper. I've actually started calling. That will be. I actually back into hot takes. People. I've been noticing, I love people start getting into blacksmithing. But I also would like a little bit of learning what you're doing as opposed to slapping. So I call them slappers. So it's like, I understand the slappers are the slappers ones are who like the two-inch pickle. Right? <laughs> well, they don't care what size pickle you got, from what I understand. <laughs> 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 the micro pickle. Oh, the bigger God. the pickle, the, the bigger, bigger the slapping. slapping. The, the slapping bigger the pillin, the bigger the capping. <laughs> um, so uh, I was actually referring, I refer to people who just like Instagram forge. Like when they'll they'll hit the anvil, like there's that, that they've seen what they think. that It's 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 similar to when, if you were to go to a, like a boxing gym and pretend you're a fighter and like start swinging. So I'm starting to call people who refuse yeah. to l- go to learn how to do things. I'm calling them slappers. I think I was talking to somebody about. I think I was calling Derek from Malden and talking about slappers. You. Yeah, right. yeah. Thank I you. want people to learn how to do some shit. I want okay. people to just like pretend like they're blacksmiths. So they get an anvil and a hammer and they start slapping on the internet. And it annoys <laughs> me. Slapping on the internet. <laughs> At the top of the show, um, we got asked for... How about some hot takes? A hot take of our own. So we've had an hour and a half now to think of a hot take. Um, I've got one, um, which is, if you are a knife maker or learning to make knives, do not listen to three old guys on the internet on a Friday night. Do your own thing. We know nothing. Do your own thing. There's mine. Morocco, do you have a hot take? I don't have a hot take. I have no idea. <laughs> I've never been able to think of, of any, you, any of the hot takes. you got a hot take in you. I, I love you hearing just, them. You, but just have, you have I a hot take in you. About the industry, right? Yeah, but just something, that, something that's annoying. Oh. You got one? I'll do a hot take. All you slappers out there, I'm watching you, and I, I, I know Too much what pressure. you're doing. Too much pressure. The hot take is, is stop forging and then hitting the anvil thinking that you that people don't know what you're doing when you forge and you're hitting the anvil it's to keep your it's to keep your rhythm it's to change your direction it's not to just sound cool or look cool stop slapping i'm begging you my just learn take a class go take a class learn how to do it and stop because you what you're doing is you're pretending you're a fighter, and you're walking to a gym, you're pretending you're a fighter, and these fighters think you're crazy. Don't be a slapper. That's what my hot take is. There's a chance that I may be slapping this week. Oh, you don't say. Um, there's a chance. That's what I heard. You <laughs> might be slapping, slapping in the next 25 minutes from what I understand <laughs> with that fucking gherkin of yours. You might... <laughs> <laughs> so um what, what was it i think it was friday yeah it was no it was yesterday it was thursday yesterday um i um jeff messaged me with a screenshot of alex pole saying that somebody um, pulled out of um one of his hammer classes this weekend um and I'm, i was meant to go on one a couple of years ago and i couldn't make it um so i was like right this is my opportunity i'm here i'm here i, I could i could do this so i messaged alex immediately um, and said, look, if there's a space, book me in, I, I, I want to come. 
Um, but it, it was sold out that quickly. That's how much they're in demand, because um, Alex knows his stuff, and his classes are obviously very, very good. Um, but he said, look, come down in the week anyway, and we'll have some fun and make some hammers and that kind of thing. So so I've had the all clear from the from the boss here that, um, that nice. I can do that. So we're just coming up with a day. Um, so hopefully by this time next week, I'll have a bit of a story to tell you about my my slapping days with Alex. You've been spending money like a warhorse today. It's like, I mean, it is unbelievable. Gherkins and guitars and blacksmithing classes and Traegers. It feels like a release for me at the moment. We've been yeah, like everybody else, you know, stuck in lockdown. Um, but coming over here where everything is just so much freer and everything's open. It really feels as if we're we're coming to the end of it here. This, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. a real sort of celebration. So, so I've been celebrating. We got one more question, that a last minute sure. question from Nick Edwards in the chat. So next time, guys, if you listen to us live, you can watch us live and participate. And Nick Edwards wants to know any advice for someone who's exhibiting their first show. Thanks. So next week, if you if this is the first time, some of you guys are. If you're Blade Show, we're going to, you know, call in from Blade Show. Blade Show's next Friday, starting next week. Um, call in from Blade Show. He's got questions. Any advice for someone exhibiting their first show? What do you think, Mareko? Um, Let's see. My first show, I hated standing behind the table. I felt so, like, locked in back there. Um, And I wanted to... Uh, well, and it, it might be different now because of everything. And I don't know what it's going to be like at the show regarding people wearing, like, if they're requiring masks or whatnot. But um, I, I actually, <laughs> I found uh, my first show, you know, I was nobody. I had good work on my table, but I was nobody. And people were just flying by my table, just walking right by. And I was like, this is bullshit. Because I had some good shit on my table. So I got out in front of my table. And kind of blocked people off from walking right by my fucking table. Oh, and I was Christ. Free t shirts. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was stand basically standing in I'm their way. Walking past you, my eyes are staring down the ground. <laughs> oh god, he's standing there. What am I gonna do? Exactly. Go ahead. So I would stand in front of my table. But I actually liked being out in the aisle, because uh, I could still talk to people just fine about the work. And it also made made it possible for me to also just when when my table was clear and nobody was there, I could pop over to somebody else's table without the whole rigmarole of walking because they're not the easy. There's like an entrance on one end and the an entrance on you know a hundred feet away at the other end of the of of that particular row, and so if you're like right in the middle, like I typically I'm usually like two or three tables in, so it's not too horrible. But also it gets really cluttered behind the tables with everybody all their swag all their extra gear all that extra crap back there um so it's kind of hard to get around so i like standing out in front of the table um and being able to talk with people out there and block them off from walking right by my table as well as getting the chit chat with other people <laughs> so be agra- be very be aggressive, aggressive. Oh, grab put your hands on them yeah hey motherfucker where I- are you going <laughs> Didn't you see that? <laughs> what do you think <laughs> you're doing with your eyes down the ground? Get your ass Get back your here. Get your ass over here. <laughs> Jeff, have you ever exhibited at a show? No, but I used to have to help my father. At a, growing up, I, my dad was a winemaker, and I used to do farms, farmer's markets with him. And mm. I hated every minute of it. I hated talking <laughs> to the people. I hated the same goddamn questions over and over again. 
I hated the I hated the frivolousness of when they were walking past and they were just like they didn't care. I hated saying the same thing over and over again. What I will say is the most important thing is know why you're there. I would be very, very if I were to do it, which I won't, I would be very, very organized in what I'm planning on doing. Don't go in there with a game plan and have like a real strong game plan in regards to what you want to get accomplished. If you had a, if you're obviously you paid for a booth, obviously you paid for a hotel room. I remember meeting one kid who brought a ton of shit, a ton of shit. And I know for a fact the first night, so Friday, no one was buying anything. Saturday, people were kind of buying stuff, not really buying stuff. And then Sunday, everyone was looking for a deal. Be aware that there are people, don't be desperate. Don't be desperate to unload stuff unless you don't mind. There are a lot of guys who are walking around there who are waiting for you to be desperate. And unfortunately, I've talked to a few journeyman Smith who say there are like brokers who walk out there and they're just like, they know they're going to prey upon your desperation. So go in there flying. Don't. Don't get, don't freak out. People, I think that a lot, I feel always feel guilty, especially for the young guys. They, you know, $500 for booth, you know, another $500 for the room or whatever. And then the food and the whole, the weekend's going to cost you 1500 bucks or something like that. And you want to make your nut. You've got to be very even keeled and have a game plan because you can, I think desperation can hit. And you could think to yourself, well, fucking, I'm, it's Sunday, and I want to get out of here, and I haven't sold anything. I think you need to like just have a really set game plan and stick to the game plan. Yeah. I, another tip regarding food, it's hard to get away from the table. And if you're there by yourself, it's hard to get food unless you completely ditch your table. So something I wish, you know, I, I would easily go all day until like 7 o'clock in the evening before I ate anything, which is not great um so any kind of dry foods or any kind of like whatever like trail mix or jerky or something you you can keep behind uh or in your bag um like usually you're walking around the backpack um something on hand that you can just like munch down really quick in between talking to people or whatever but having food handy is a really good tip that i always think of Right after Blade Show, but then when Blade Show comes back around, I completely forget that idea, and I again go all three days, basically eating nothing all day long, and um, so that would I would also and and make friends with the people next to you, yeah, because if you have to take a whiz, sure, if you have to take a whiz, you want to bring everything with you. You want to take a whiz. Yeah. It might be a walk to get to the bathroom. You know, get yourself make some friends yeah. with the people you know, in the other, in the other booths, because I don't want to have to pack everything up and, you know, have, maybe have some shit to give away. It's like, thanks, sure. you know, I don't yeah. know. So I've, I've never exhibited really at, at, at like a big show. Um, but what, you know, I've, I've been to, you know, Catelia every year, that kind of thing is always make sure you have some patter available that, you know, you, you can talk about your work. I've been to many sort of booths where people just say, oh, hi, hi. And you say, you know, you're trying to generate some sort of conversation with them and there's just nothing. So, you know, if even if you are somebody who may be quite shy in these situations, um, 
you know, pre pre sort of write some stuff. You know, people may say, you know, what's this made of? You know, or how is this made, or whatever it may be. Make sure you have something to start a conversation. And even if it's not you, if you think I'm not the right person for this, take a buddy who's got the gift of the gab who can do mm. that for you. Make sure you can have conversations. Don't just stand there and let people sort of make up yeah. their own decisions. You're there to sell. So so sell the hell out of your shit. Um, everything oh. I've ever done in life now has been to being as organized as possible and everything goes well. Nice. I fucking am done with winging it. I never wing it. Everything is very prepared. And when everything's prepared, things go well. So kind of think about all the things that could possibly happen. And then, and then maybe, you know, you'll forget a couple of things, but then the next year you'll be like, Oh yeah, I got to bring the, I got to bring water or I got to bring a catheter next time. So I don't have to <laughs> worry about going to the bathroom. And, at your age, yeah, geez. Yeah. But look, we are hour and forty minutes in. Um, I think it's that time of the show where we can leave our hopes and dreams for this week. Maybe Wait, we, we got hopes and dreams. Extra special. If you can, if you want to do a quick hope and dream, we can do a hope and dream. Um, Jeff, well, this is coming out on Memorial Day Monday, and we have a lot of people who listen to this podcast who have served their country proudly, and we would like to tip our hats and say we appreciate the things that you've done, and this is not just a time for eating barbecue and pick, <laughs> sucking on some pickles, but, but it's, also for, it's also for thinking about the people who've made the ultimate sacrifice. So yeah. definitely, for sure, Memorial Day is very important to me. I think about, you know, my dad and the people who served in my family yeah. and, and, you know, Mareko's brother proudly served and, and Craig's family probably served some point, somebody. So my Memorial Day is very important. Shout out to the, all the, the people who've served their country. That's what I, that's what I want to say. 100%. Okay, cool. Is that me? Oh, I You're thought Craig up. muted himself What's again. What's the dream? Um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, my dream for the week, I have an important phone call that needs to happen this next week. And I hope that goes well. We'll see. If it goes bad, you guys are going to hear about it. <laughs> So we'll see how that all goes. So fingers crossed for me. Big time. Cool. Big time. Sending good vibes. Yeah, definitely. My dream for the week. Um, I'm not getting much done here knife-wise. Um, I'm hoping I can get to see Alex in Bath this week. That would be pretty awesome. Um, and I'm working on this book. So I'd like to get to a point where... I can give Jeff some instructions regards to illustrations. That would be nice. Because, um, I mean, 133 illustrations. He's got to do them within a month. So the quicker I send them to him, the It's going to be like, him, right. connect the dot. One, two, three, four. Be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I send you pictures yeah. of fucking gherkins. I'll send you pickles. <laughs> Everything's pickles. Gonna, all the cutting pictures are going to be all pickles. Cutting pickles and stuff <laughs> that like would that. Be, that would be quite cool. That would be cool. <laughs> anyway, that is a show. Um, and that is, yeah, that's us for the week. If you are going to Blade, um, we hopefully have a roving reporter yes. there. Uh, but make sure you have a good show. Travel safely. And we shall speak to you all very soon. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers.
that went oh it was fun it was funny you know we were able i mean it was funny it was funny that you kept muting yourself you didn't think that was funny i thought that was funny it's just weird how because things aren't in the normal place right that it's 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 just thrown me a few times and the fact that i've also got a massive plate of chinese food just waiting here and i'm trying to sneak in bits (laughs) did you drop your (laughs) spoon earlier so jeff jeff what what do you think of that (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I did drop a spoon as well. Yes. Yeah. Good yeah. old Chinese food. <laughs> yum yum. Yeah. So Mareka, we're not going to talk about your your important phone call. Um, but just uh, between us, what what day is it? When so we they ha- we haven't re unless I got an email. I haven't seen yet. Um, nothing new has been scheduled. But hopefully, I don't know. Tuesday, Wednesday, something sooner than later. Sending them good vibes. Yeah. Sending need, them good I vibes. Them. Yeah. Good vibes. Yeah. Nick Edwards and Super Gen 5. Thank you. And Murray Knives. Thank you. You've all subscribed to the YouTube channel within the last Booyah. minute or so. so That's the right choice. Just saying. There we go. That's the right choice. <laughs> it seems that more and more people are doing this, I think, live um, video podcasting. Um, it's, I think. We may not have, you know, huge numbers watching us live, but I think we're always going to be, you know, a step ahead of others because we've started early, maybe, you know? Um, that's that's my thinking of it, anyway. I've noticed that if you listen to the podcasts since we started doing the video, we've gotten more comfortable making it an audio podcast. Like, I really try to think about it. Like, I love the people in the chats. The people in the chats, you know, uh, Rainy, uh, Grateful Knives, Art of Craftsmanship, Griff... Um, these guys are, these guys are coming back every time, which is fun, and they're contributing, which is great. Ihor was in, yeah. in the house, and you know all these guys. They're they're the ones that are also contributing in the DMs too. Yeah. So I love it for them. But the fact that when we can make it, and now that we're doing the we're recording the audio differently, because it's going to be better sounding audio, we're just gonna. It's just a good addition. It's a good addition. But having yeah. people, even if it's like you know, we had twenty people in the in the, that they're they're all responding. You know, they're all getting involved, which is great. Yeah, yeah. and it's that interactive stuff that right. really makes the show anyway. For because, sure. You know, if we didn't have questions from an audience, we'd just be us talking about pinkles. And, you know, <laughs> God knows what else. So, yeah. So if yeah, those who do watch live, we do really do appreciate it. It, it is good, and we have worked hard to make sure that the audio doesn't suffer for those listening to the yeah, audio sorry about podcast. my audio sucking and you should notice last week we figured figure it out <laughs> figure it out we're figuring it out we're trying out. new things all the time and yeah and it's always going to need a bit of tweaking so i think mm-hmm. i think for this week we should be very yeah. good audio wise we should be good i'm going to be getting tattooed soon again do you have any room left yeah what are you having <laughs> yeah i got room i got tons of room but i was supposed to <laughs> i had a friend of mine lost a knife and then my tattoo friend says, I really want to get this knife for my friend. You know, I want to redo. He lost one of my knives. The guy bought some mm. five years ago. And he says, I really want to get it for him. Would you be interested? I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I got, I got to fill in a spot. You want to do a trade? And he goes, sure. And so the guy says, I found my knife. So I'm just locked in still getting the tattoo, though. It's just <laughs> like, fuck, sucker, man. <laughs> what you having? I'm going to I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a thing. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. I'm I'm now at the point where I've, I've been sitting. I've sat in the chair for so long. I don't enjoy it. And being the old guy in the tattoo parlor is never fun because it's just you're just <laughs> dealing with all these millennials who are insufferable. You know, in, in millennial tattoo artists are some of the most insufferable people on the planet. 
I mean, you want to talk self-righteous. I mean, you ain't get much more self-righteous than a millennial tattoo artist. Oh, my God. So I got to sit through that shit. Are you going to get an Uri Hoffi nice. hammer yeah. tattooed nice. on your ass? Or down the down your dick? No. <laughs> down my dick. The handle down your dick. <laughs> <laughs> what was that old joke? This guy got his tattoo and it said, uh, we on it. Never mind. I'm not going to tell the jokes. <laughs> I'm joking. But then it's like when he was soft, it said we. But and when he got erect, it said welcome to New York or something like that. It's it a bad joke. It's a terrible joke. It's a terrible joke. But, it, but it's always cold in New York. So, yeah. you know, it was, it was only ever yeah. showing we. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> right. Okay. I think that's Wiener, t- Wiener Talk covered. Tech. Go Knicks okay. tonight! I'm so excited. I got. I'm, we're going to listen to the Knicks. They're now they're at Game Three. It's tied one and one, and uh, they're going down to Atlanta. And hopefully, you know the Atlanta fans aren't going to start spitting on the New York Knicks. Those Knicks. Nice. I'm a big baseball was fan. It, so wasn't it Knicks fans happens. that were being shitty, or was it the other fans? <sighs> yeah. Oh yeah. This yoy. was a bad week for this. You know the the, the the thing is is like these sports events. This should be the we're getting back to life. So Madison Square Garden was packed, and and then ninety I think that they ninety percent of the people going were vaccinated. So it was it, it was a playoff game. It was important first round of playoffs. Knicks don't get to the first round of playoffs very often, and I guess one of the player one of the guys on like close to the the guy who had obviously paid a lot of money. These seats were like two down from the two rows back from the from the from the floor spat on the opposing player it's disgusting not to mention in covid it's disgusting but in general it's disgusting and then something happened in in portland they threw a whole bucket of popcorn on on some on another player it's just disgusting it's disgusting especially considering it's like now's the time to be like celebrating that people are going back to theaters people are going back to starting to go back to um arenas and they're just behaving like maniacs show some class but i do yeah that's it is lack of class. i do blame the europeans on the behavior (laughs) of basketball players hooligans because i think that i think that i think that some of these basketball players especially lebron james has been watching too much soccer because he flops on the floor you just breathe (laughs) near him and he flops on the floor like a fish and it's just like I grew up with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and, and and Patrick Ewing. These motherfuckers, you touch them, they're gonna fucking touch you back. They're not gonna flop around the yeah. floor like a bunch of pussies. They must have learned yeah. it from the soccer the soccer players. I agree. I completely agree. Bunch of pussies. <laughs> Overpaid pussies too. Oh, here's uh, and- uh, Neil Warren's in the house. Uh, Neil Warren. Neil Warren, Maximus Knives, he's gonna, he, he may or may not be on. Oh, I got another funny story. He may or not, may or he, I think he's gonna be on Forge and Fire. So good oh, luck wow. to him. Wow. And cool. um, I have to, I forgot to tell you. I'm, uh, my la- I'm a podcast full. How long is this story? I'm really All right, hungry. five minutes. Well, take a bite. I've been you can, getting, you can I've eat, been, Craig. I've been getting, Make yeah, it three. Make it have three. a bite. I'll just tell the story. I've been cool. getting, <laughs> I have been getting DMs. I've been getting consistent DMs from people who are in um, Stanford mm-hmm. who haven't been doing, it didn't do well on a program, 
and I've been doing the you, New York City you don't tour guide. Know anybody in Stanford? What? Oh, come on! You don't know anybody in Stanford? I have gotten a lot of <laughs> contestants on a game show that don't make it past whatever, and I am giving a I'm giving a tour guide. I am I'm giving an I'm writing up an itinerary <laughs> to help to help people have a nice day in New York. That, and now it's become like this underground thing. I've done like a pile of people. I've sent people on a day trip to New York. It's been a, hilarious. That Metro North and is awesome. And they all send me a message saying, a, a, and they all start, start the DM saying, I may or may not be in Stanford. I don't know what to do for the day. Wink, wink. I'm like, okay, I got you. I got your back. Nice. I send them to restaurants. I send them to things to do. It's hilarious. Yeah, that Metro North is a pretty sweet ride. It's so easy from Stanford. It's like, what, half an hour? I think minutes? it's more than that, but it's, you know, I have a walking tour from the train station. It's, so yeah, that's if you, great. If you happen to be in Stanford and you and you you, got, you don't want, you want to stay in that hotel room like like Ben Snoor sucking down to some six packs of beers, <laughs> you know where to go. <laughs> Craig's, Craig's frothing go. at the mouth. He, he can... There we go. That's the show. I'm about to pass out. <laughs> that's the show. We Thank you all for listening, and we should speak to you uh, next week. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.